Well, good morning, everyone. Yet another example of public administration under control again this morning. However, I will be back at the end of the podcast with a special edition of Rachel's Storytime. May these people stink up the tape between now and then. Ladies and gentlemen, Paul and Rach, whatever that is. Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. From Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Rage. Hi, Z. Hi, Z. We have porn to keep us entertained. Well, as always, as always, we get ready for uh, you know uh, Rage's story time, and you know there's another twist on this week's story time. Oh, I'm excited. But we've got sort of you know all these old, and they are very old and dog-eared, and they now look. I mean, not that you could tell fashion from nudity, but still. <laughs> Fashion-wise, these all feel a bit mid-90s now. Yeah, it looks like you've sort of discovered your dad's penthouse, uh, you know, up in the back of the cupboard or something. Fine if you find a stranger's when you find your dad's stash, not fantastic. Have I told you the story of this? And I can tell this because I've told many a story about Ronnie C. God, he gets a whipping on this podcast, mostly because he can't work the internet. You wait till your sister... Also mm. works out how to use the internet, <laughs> or you know, gets one of her servants to do it. <laughs> Not paid for by her. And the thing is, and then she'll use this against you yeah. in the fight oh, yeah. over the will. I found a, a penthouse in the cupboard uh, when I was a kid, and I'm going to beat this bit because it's not that tasteful. But I've started to flick through it, and I was little, so I didn't really know what I was seeing. But all I can remember is that it was page after page of women. Oh. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. That's a very specific taste. Very specific taste. But that's not that's not run of your mill newsagent oh, no. gear. I reckon he's gone to a club X or. Oh, you have to buy that special. I, I, that stuff, yeah. that particular uh, uh, fetish, as uh-huh. it's now called on the internet. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he's had to go into a darkened room somewhere. Wow, because I have seen similar um, magazines at like your big porn sh- shop at Fishwick, you know, mm. in Canberra, you know, where mm. you sort of have a wall of Well, that's like, all bits are off. Oh, I'm like, there is an entire wall dedicated to people who like women with <laughs> <laughs> I know you had to beep that, but I, for I, my edification... <laughs> Yes, there are people that are into that. That's out of control. I mean, some of these ones go down to these women's knees, you know? (laughs) This is unbelievable. But I said to my mum, I found this magazine and I brought it out. Don't do that to Dad. She said to me, oh, that belongs to the owner of that apartment. He must have left it there. (laughs) Rightio. Good smother, Mum. Admittedly, she doesn't really want to drop your father in as being somebody who, don't forget to beat this, loves... You're listening to Paul and Rach. Speaking of fathers, we all know that uh, Nicole Kidman's father, uh, Dr. Kidman, passed away. Horrible accident in uh, in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Not the greatest start to a humorous story. No, it's not. But we're getting there. Mm. A little thing came out at the funeral that I must say, I want you to imagine Ronnie C. Okay. Okay, I want you to imagine your dad. Yeah. Everyone listening, I want you to imagine your dad. Yeah. Now. The story that Antonia Kidman told at her dad's funeral was that at 90 of her 99 births, her father filmed the birth. Would you want your dad filming you having a baby? Oh, hang on a second. I'm thinking that she's saying he filmed me being born, but you're mean, you're mean he's on the handicap. He was in the room. At the business end. Doing the... <laughs> Or it's crowning. No. Dad's filming it. Now, this was a story, I, you know, I don't know entirely if I'd bring that up at a funeral, but there you go. Could I, you imagine Ronnie C at the business end? 
Well, no. Nah. I, I don't know. Maybe his film technique was something that had to be seen to be believed. Uh, but I've got to say, of all of the things. I mean, unless your father is like Steven Spielberg, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's got the lighting. Yeah, Michael Bay. Like, unless he is mm. actually down there because nobody else can get the ambient light mm. just right enough to get the birth of your baby, <laughs> unless he knows how to work the IMAX cam and nobody else in the family does, then he has no place down the if he can be up there with the and all yeah. that stuff, he can't be down there with the pubes. I don't know. Yeah, correct, <laughs> correct. But you got me thinking now about sort of the the different styles that you would get out of very famous directors. Imagine Paul Greengrass with the Born Identity style, just cuts oh. every five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Martin Scorsese, the music would be awesome. Yeah, you're like, why is there a car chase in the middle of this birth? <laughs> yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rage. What's your default reaction when you break something? Where am I? Am I in a shop or am I in somebody's house? Somebody's house. Let's go there. Because in a shop, I'm drop and run. I'm stop, drop and roll. I'm doing. <laughs> I am. You're fine and Sammy out of there. <laughs> yeah. Get down low and go, go, go. I am out of there at like a shop. Fine and Sam. Sorry, Bernie Cinders. Oh, Bernie. That was Bernie's name. <laughs> Bernie Cinders. He was the little puppet. Was it? Who was the one teaching us all to get down low and go, go, go. Fireman Sam, his own business and Oh, I was unaware of that. Um, In somebody's house, it depends if they're around (laughs) to see it happen. I agree. Because I think if a piece of expensive china falls in a lounge room with only me to witness it, does it really fall? (laughs) (laughs) Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. You know I'm not an animal person. I never grew up with pets. Dad didn't like them in the house. So I just can't grow accustomed to the idea of pet hair and filth everywhere and somebody pooing in a tray in oh. the bathroom. <laughs> well, well, you know, and the truth of pet ownership is that it's not about pooing in a tray. It's about being completely fine when there's a poo in the sink. <laughs> completely fine when there's wee on a bedspread. Completely fine. Fine. And I'm not saying that I'm glad that our cat's passed away. <laughs> but there seems to have been a massive drop-off in random poo. <laughs> Since she sadly, and I mean very sadly, left us. I have I see people all the time walking their dogs, getting out the plastic bag and bending over to pick up a shit. And I'm like, joke is on us. But this is the thing, the pyramid. Yeah, the food oh. chain, all of these things. It's not meant to be that we, the species who were able to fly to the moon, mm-hmm. pick up the other species. <laughs> please, please. There is a level of, and, you know, I mean, granted you need to pick up your poo because there is nothing worse than seeing one of those obnoxious human beings that lets their dog shit on the footpath and then goes, see ya. But there is something very demoralising about watching somebody get out a piece of plastic and pick up a turd. But just, there, just that, that flick and it's all just like... And the strange thing is, is that have you noticed that the way that they flick the plastic bag is exactly the same way they flick a plastic bag when purchasing fruit at a supermarket? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't drink as a general rule out of bubblers because I always fear <laughs> that something goes down. Yeah, correct. I was completely validated in 
you know, in my decision, which some have at times called neurotic to refuse to drink out of bubblers, when I just walked past a bloke who had one of those giant, what are they? I don't know dog breeds, but the ones that are giant. I think it's a I'm great name. I'm going to say Dane. Doberman. Okay, Doberman, Let's whatever it was. Let's just say Doberman. Whatever it was, this thing was pours up on the bubbler. The guy had turned oh. the bubbler on and the butt. <laughs> 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 On the bit where people drink out of. Can you make that sound again, please? <laughs> Abby Winters. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. As you don't mind the odd comment about your father, it has been noted that I may pass the odd bit of judgment behind my wife's back. <laughs> Yes, although she listens to the podcast, so it's not really behind her back. Episode 624. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got the uh, the orders on Friday night. Dale, on the way home, bread and milk. Okay, fine, pretty standard stuff, right? Not too far from your place I was, mm. and we live a little bit away from each other, but yeah. Skype kids are so connected. Ooh, so connected. So, you know, it was about a 40-minute car ride. Friday afternoon traffic meant it was about an hour and a half drive. Um. So I picked up said bread and milk at the start of this oh. hour and a half drive. Oh, it's warm by the end. You would reject this? <laughs> Seriously? What did she need it for? Did she need the milk right then and there for an ice cold cup of milk? No, I think it was. I think it was early prep for uh, middle of the night Milo or tomorrow morning breakfast. Oh, okay. Well, then she's got fridge time. Thank you. <laughs> for a second, I was thinking there's this thing that blokes have just forgotten about, that if you deliver anywhere near room temperature milk, <laughs> somehow you're poisoning the one you love. No, but I mean, if you were coming home early, and we all know that wouldn't happen, that you'd be out before breakfast. But if you'd come home and she wanted some ice cold milk right at that time, I could understand that you should have picked up the milk when you got there. Okay, but, but can I put this out there? Yeah. Why don't you get the milk? <laughs> Like this, I've never understood this. I've yeah, never yeah, understood yeah. why. Yeah. Oh, can you wake up early tomorrow because I need you to go to the post office yeah. and then I need you to put the dry cleaning in, of which my response is, or you could do it while I'm sleeping. I, like, I'm happy to do my bit around the house. Yes. But that extra bit that you're asking me to do yeah. is something you could clearly do. But see, this is part of a relationship. I don't work for you. <laughs> no, that's true. But, you know, when you are on your own and you're doing your thing, you've got no choice but to do it for yourself. Now, I'm I'm used to getting up, getting my clothes on, going and doing my own thing. The other day was the first time that I realised I needed some cold sore medication. Oh. And plus one was out at lunch. And I thought, oh, this is what boyfriends are for. No, no, no not I medical stuff. He's going past the pharmacy on the way out. I don't need to put a pair of shoes on. I can just put in the order. First things first. What? You've assumed which way he's walking. That he will come to <laughs> resent. <laughs> Secondly, you're asking him to go in and purchase something which, if you don't have a history of, might be a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> oh, okay. So if he doesn't have a history of cold sores... He doesn't. ...and he's rocking in going, um, could I have the cold sore cream, thanks? You wait till I ask him to get the stuff for thrush. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Quick bit of Twitter etiquette, Rach. Oh, yes. Why do people favourite a tweet? I've never understood. Well, it's Is like this a, a like for a Facebook post. But, I th- but isn't the ultimate like... To retweet it? I always think that favourite means I'm storing this for later. No, see, favourite to me is I like it. I don't like it enough to retweet it. It's a halfway house. It's a halfway house. It's purgatory. It's like, that was a funny comment, but not funny enough for me to pretend that I wrote it. Well, f- that. <laughs> I'm not going into purgatory. Really? Like, if, if it, like don't ever put, don't favourite my tweets, people. <laughs> retweet okay. them, ignore me, block me, but don't you ever... Favourite my tweets like that. 
I'm also not a massive fan of retweeting because I feel like it's plagiarizing. That's just lazy. That's just me putting on my feed the stuff that they did the work. I need to be working for my own 140 characters of laughs. Okay. <laughs> How tough is it when you follow me, as mm-hmm. you do, mm-hmm. and I'm off on some political... Is there times where even though brother and sister, you've gone, can I just mute him? This is my thing about Twitter. I never look at the feed. Oh, so you, you're not aware of what somebody's no, doing? No, I, I don't. In fact, I don't even know why I've bothered to follow people. It generally mm. passes me by. Mm. I think, but I think that's probably why I, I have bugger all followers because the thing is, you need no, no, to no, actually whoa, 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 tweet. No, 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 no. What? Boutique follower. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. Can I ask you who is paying $800 for a vacuum cleaner? What? I went shopping for a vacuum cleaner the other day and there is nothing more annoying than a sales attendant that is trying to sell you something. I really enjoy going into those bigger stores when nobody bothers you unless you ask because I need time to peruse. See, I will conversely say Mm. that I love being left alone until I want service and then I crack the shits that there's no one around. (laughs) And you go, I know that's completely unfair. Yeah. Now, I just get uncomfortable and frustrated because I believe once you start the conversation with the shop attendant, then there is a pressure because they don't know when to leave. It's like a bad first date and you don't know how to end it. And I don't want to let them down. Yeah, me too. Because I had that horrible feeling when I'm going, you're probably on commission. Yeah. It's sort of the end of the month. Maybe Mm -hmm. you haven't sold enough. You know, my mate Bex, she turns this stuff into her her advantage where she goes, you know what? That means they're desperate. See, I would love to be that person because I just have absolutely no bargaining skills. But I was a little bit better than I normally am the other day purely because the lunacy of playing $800 for a vacuum cleaner made it very easy for me to say no to this poor gentleman. But he sort of began with the... Can I help you with something? And my, I began with my usual answer, which is no. What are you looking for? I said a vacuum cleaner, clearly, because I'm in the vacuum cleaner section. He said, what do you got, carpet or flooring? I said, this is too involved a conversation. You know, now that you're into the carpet or flooring thing, I'm I'm out of control. I'm, I, I'm in a tailspin here, so I need to get out. I said, look, it's carpet, but I'm not really interested in I'm just happy to look. How many rooms have you got? I said, I'm now. Yeah, All right. yeah. I, I said it's five rooms. This bloke is this close to being able to marry you. Oh, I mean, like if it's... he just said, and will you marry me? Yes. Sure. Yeah. If this finishes, yep, I'm done. So we've walked over to a particular, you know, brand of vacuum cleaner. He said, this is a very good sell. This is, you know, for five rooms. I said, and this is, I said, it does not matter how many rooms I have. Correct. It makes absolutely no difference. Anyway, so he comes over and said, yeah, this one does really well. I said, that one is $900. Wow. And he's like, oh, but it's very good. I said, it could go down on me. I still wouldn't buy it. That is $900 for a vacuum cleaner. The non-pedestrian. This is the the non-pedestrian Hoover. So then he walks over and he's like, oh, but it's on special. And I look up and it's on special for $850. Oh, well then. You you are not getting the picture. So then we go over to the vacuum cleaner that's $500. I said, there is no way. He's like, how much do you want to pay? I said, think about the most embarrassing number that somebody could say and then halve it. <laughs> like, I don't even want to crack 100 bucks. If you could find me a vacuum cleaner for under 100 bucks, that's the one I want to buy. You know the difference between you and what? my beautiful wife and probably many of the wonderful wives of our dear listeners? What? When she would go to the vacuum place, she 
you would buy the $800 vacuum and then come home and say, but I saved $100. <laughs> right. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Can I do the questions for Polly segment again? Please. I think we could. Hang on. Let's dust off the manila folder. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> I have a few questions for Paulie in this segment. Please. The first is, what is with the matte black car craze? Oh, isn't it weird where people have just covered their cars in contact? Why is this a thing? Because the only thing I think every time I walk past it is, A, you haven't gone in for the final spray paint yet, you know, because it looks unfinished. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's got the base coat but not the gloss shine. The yeah, other thing I think, both. and perhaps it's the boring adult in me, I go, goodness gracious, that's a scratching nightmare. <laughs> You know, I just think surely that's got to be more susceptible to scratching than your gloss. Maybe we should, another Paul and Rach billion dollar idea, mm. actually have contact for your car. But the only problem is the surface area is too big, the bubbling issue. Well, you've just got a ruler. Uh, there's, no. there's one There's one bloke, there's a, little, there's, you know, there's a Tongan bloke, and they're just <laughs> awesome. Just, I'll get rid of the bubbles, eh? Why is he Tongan? Well, because he's very focused. And... <laughs> I'm assuming they're good with bubbles. But you know, even with the ruler, <laughs> you can't necessarily guarantee no bubbles in the contacts. Yeah, see, my mum was a, was amazing. Oh, she was Terrible mother. Uh. Like, just <laughs> emotional, drunk. But she could contact right over your feelings. Yeah, which meant, of course, <laughs> to the outside world, everything oh, was okay. perfect. So she, anything, anything a third party saw, ah. she's great. Love your mum. <laughs> By the way, just while we're on this, yeah. my mum currently overseas jaunting about enjoying herself great right mm. she knows that i have email she knows that i have text so what's she been doing writing on my facebook wall what a trip update no, just leave it just, oh, hi just arrived in nice everything's fantastic great oh, to hear gosh, more about this yeah. that and the other <laughs> that's not a wall conversation so i went okay maybe she's just a bit confused mm-hmm. so i wrote to her a private message mm-hmm. on Facebook. Mm-hmm. She responded to the private message on my oh, Facebook wall. Oh, so I, no. this woman knows that the only way to guarantee I'm going to reply to her is to publicly shame me ah, so right. that I will instantly go, Hi, Mum, how are you? It's great, great, good to see you. Hide from timeline. <laughs> Okay, question number two. Why do we think that people are weirdos when they compliment us? Today I was walking home from lunch and I'm standing at the traffic lights waiting for the traffic lights to change and somebody comes up and goes, nice top. Now I thought, funny, that must be someone I know. Mm-hmm. I turned around and the guy just looked at me, smiled and kept on no, walking. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ring the bell here and maybe it's an insight into my own filth. I don't know that he's entirely complimenting the fabric. You think he's saying, like, nice top half. <laughs> Correct. I think that's absolutely what he's really? doing. Really? Well, I'm just saying. But he only saw me from the back. Well. But to be fair, that's probably better. <laughs> if he'd seen me from the front, he wouldn't have said it. Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Hey, quick newsflash. <laughs> newsflash. Tattoo. Yeah. The girl, you know, that all the things she had, all the things she said, run it through my head, run it through my head. Oh, yes. That lesbian group, mm. not gay. It was all an act. Oh, they're the Millie Vanilli of, of Lesbian Millie. <laughs> exactly. And then what one a of. Shock. What a shock. <laughs> I know. And then one of the twits has come out today and said that she would have a problem if her son turned out to be gay. Oh, no. No. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetheart. You cannot make a coin as Russia's most successful girl group because you pretended to be gay and then turn around and say being gay isn't all right. Speaking of a bit of this sort of rock and roll, you know, uh, mm. pants action, mm. new book is claiming 
David Bowie, Mick Jagger, spend some time between the sheets. Sure. I reckon those. <laughs> Do you know David Bowie too is um, there's talk about him and Lady Gaga going up in a Virgin Galactic flight to do a concert in space? <laughs> Leave I'm- me out of it. <laughs> Leave me out of it. And please... Please, may they accidentally lose <laughs> gravitational pull. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Rach, thank God we don't talk about the block that frequently. Oh, yeah. But uh, coming to the end of the show, a few people watch it. Anyway, they've done the open for inspections this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 30,000 people turn up. Mm. The thing I've never understood about why people pay one and a half, two million dollars why would you pay one and a half, two million dollars for something that you know has been built by amateurs on television? Not only that, in a week. Correct. <laughs> like, like, this might be a stunning bathroom, but it's the definition of slap together. <laughs> yeah, totally. You just know that with one kick, this is the I didn't do it, Bart Simpson yeah. set yeah. completely falling over. Like everything is MDF or whatever yeah. that material is that they <laughs> use to make cheap cupboards. But have you noticed, though, mm. that clearly, because, you know, Channel Line's got, you know, the, the papers wrapped around its finger, they've never gone back and double checked what the quality of the homes were like oh. from the first series. Oh, yeah. Because God love Gavin was. <laughs> but I don't know if Gavin was <laughs> really put in the effort. I, and I don't know whether the, the block was part of the reason why auctions have been so ridiculous all over Australia. There's a lot of Chinese money. There is. You know, there is nothing. When I was looking for a house, there are a lot of Chinese and international buyers who aren't present for auction. So there's somebody on the phone. There is something so debilitating about standing there at auction and you're being beaten out by someone who couldn't even be bothered to turn up. Even better than that. Even better than that. And look, this is, I mean, for those who don't know, in China, you're only allowed to own one house. Mm. And a lot of people put their super money in property because obviously it's guaranteed that Mm. when you retire you can play kaplunk and bang all the money falls out okay so that's fine it's all legal but what often happens is there's a guy who will be given 10 million dollars and his job is just to buy 10 million dollars worth of stuff so he's just running so what so he's literally sitting there at the auction and you're going oh i don't know i'm I'm 50 grand over oh okay i've just got to knock this guy maybe and then he just goes are we all done i'll pay more even worse is i went to a couple of auctions where i saw a woman walk across and said daddy can i have some more i hate you (laughs) follow the guys on twitter at paul and rage So it's the end of the podcast and I have decided uh, that these story times are working exceptionally well when we get guests in. Oh, the viral, the viral reaction (laughs) to, you know, last week we had the love muscle. The love muscle, yep. We've had, um, who did we have before that? Original radio man. Original radio man. Now, we also have another very high profile friend of the show. Um. Alan Jones. Well, hello, everyone. It is lovely to be here. Rachel, I don't know what you do on this program, but you certainly are the other half of the program. (laughs) Thank you very much, Alan. Now, it is really lovely Mm. to have you here, Mm. Um, Mm. and Mm. we would really enjoy it if you... We do a segment at the end of every program. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of this. (laughs) At least I've been told by somebody. I don't listen to the program. I believe downloading audio is the beginning of the end. The terrorists win... If you download audio. 
Okay, well, um, would you mind reading? It is from a fairly saucy magazine. I right? don't mind. If you've got the cash, I'll do the read. <laughs> Um, now, one eight hundred go boys. <laughs> Here is uh, the story that we'll be doing: <laughs> potted meat. <laughs> now we usually do a safe word where you cover up the rude words. Yes, um, I'm trying to think of some of the things that we've spoken about that might be good to do. A what about Pilates? Pilates. <laughs> yes. All right. So for every filthy, dirty, grimy, evil, nasty, stinky word yes. that may well lead to offence, yes. distraction, yes. disappointment, yes. arousal, <laughs> yeah. dishpan hands, <laughs> then. I will simply replace it with that word. Pilates. Pilates. Yes. I actually forgot. Here we go. <laughs> I thought so. I thought I'd throw it in there again. 23 and three quarter minutes to eight o'clock. <laughs> Potted meat. I just moved in with this chick, Meg, who was a real social butterfly. She was always inviting randoms over for parties, and one night she invited a young dreadlocked dude <laughs> to our place. His name was Cody and he was sort of cute, but I was pretty drunk by the time he arrived. <laughs> we got along well, but before long he had to go and get some pot for a mate. <laughs> so I asked to join him and ditched Meg for a bit. Ooh. Poor Megan, eh? <laughs> eh? We drove by the bottle shop and bought some beer, which is when I asked Cody if we could swing past a lover's lane Ooh. at a nearby beach. I stroked the outline of his jeans. <laughs> Does this have to be a story like this, Rachel? <laughs> this will get back. <laughs> I stroked the outline of his jeans and he suddenly knew what I meant. We found a secluded spot and hopped out of the car. Ooh. I rested my bum on his bonnet <laughs> and watched as Cody removed my top and started admiring my breasts. <laughs> He was very enthusiastic and I admired his youthful vigour. <laughs> I can't wait any longer, I cried. Please, please, please make love to me. He did so and it was spectacular. This Cody was a real find. It felt like we enjoyed each other's bodies for hours. <laughs> we haven't had one Pilates yet. But it was probably only for ten minutes. Luckily, no one saw us during our nocturnal shenanigans. I rested my head on the bonnet of his car as he... Pilated all <laughs> night long. Sadly, it was all too soon. It was over, and we quickly got dressed and drove off. We then collected the weed before heading back to Meg's place. Much later that evening, there's not a lot of sauce in this, no, is there? No, that's probably a good thing for your reputation. Thank you. Much later that evening, me and Cody, well, that should be Cody and I. <laughs> but anyway, much later that evening, me and Cody enjoyed a relaxed stoned bonk. <laughs> But sadly, we didn't see each other after that. More's the pity. Signed, Hannah <laughs> from Queensland. Well done, Hannah. You have won a Peters of Kensington voucher. <laughs> oh, see you next week. You're listening to Paul and Rach.